Hi everybody, this is Jeremy. My wife Candace and I are the pastors at the Ridge Assembly at Park Hill. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this message connects with you, that inspires you, reveals God's word of truth in your life. Be encouraged and enjoy the message. All right, guys, so this is it. This is the last Sunday in our Treasures series. And, and next week, I'm really excited about what's coming next, right? Preview of coming attractions. Starting next week, uh, we're going to, going to go into a series, and I want to call it Capital Offense, but that seems really controversial. We'll, we'll call it the Capitals, right? And it's when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And all of those are capitalized, and there's a reason for that. And yes, it is somewhat offensive because the gospel is offensive. But we'll talk about those, the way, the truth, and the life. That starts next week, and I'm excited about that. But this week, guys, we're going to finish up our joy, uh, our, our series on treasures by talking about joy. And honestly, there's a million things. Like, like if we start talking about the goodness of God and the treasures that He's given us, I could literally spend the rest of this year and all of next year and the year after that talking about the great things that God has given us to bless us in this life and then to build the kingdom. Right? It's like an unending series. Right? But, but for the last one in our schedule of, of preaching things, we're going to talk about joy for just a minute. Because I believe that, that between last week, which was just incredible, and this week, where God is packaging together joy and peace in us, I believe that He's giving us these gifts so that we can be ministers through this next season. Now, I've always heard it said that, that it's hard to minister out of lack. Right? It's hard to give away what you don't have. Right? But if you're, if you're overflowing in the gifts of the Spirit, if you're overflowing in joy and peace, then we will be able to give that away. And I'm telling you, the world needs that. The world needs so much of that. Guys, this, this week is, is going to be nuts. Um, the election, no matter who you're voting for, uh, there's going to be about half the country that's going to be very upset. We've already seen that, that just in, in different political rallies have turned violent. We've already seen some of these things. And I'm not speaking death over the nation in any way, but I know that, that the enemy is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what Jesus said, that it's his purpose, and he's living that out, right? The enemy wants to cripple the United States because when the United States is crippled, he can have his way in the Middle East. We know that these things will eventually have to happen, right? Eventually, the U.S. will not be able to protect Israel because God is the protector of Israel. So these things will eventually have to happen. But the enemy is pushing to expedite that time period. And I don't know which way it's going to go, and I don't really know what God is up to, but I do know that God is up to building His kingdom. And so, I, so I, I can foresee that there's going to be a lot of unrest, that there's going to be in the natural a lot of turmoil, but I know that in the church we have an opportunity to live our lives still full of joy and full of peace. So much so that we're able to look at, at people in the eye and say, look, I've got a smile that won't quit. I've got a hope that's not, that's not related to our economy. Right? I've got an identity that, that is different than red state, blue state. I've got something inside of me that, that is incredible, and I'd like to offer it to you. 
the election's going to be a trying time. We've got to have joy. This upcoming season that is normally so amazing, right? Thanksgiving, hallelujah, pecan pie. Man, that's like, you know, when you start reading the gifts of the Spirit, then, you know, baking is actually, it's kind of on the second page. You have to turn the page, but it's usually, it's there. But pecan pie and broccoli and cheese casserole, I love it. But this year's going to be different. This year's going to be different. Right? In California, you can't have more than three families getting together, right? And then you've got to wear a mask and you can't sing or shout, so obviously no football, right? I, I, we don't live in California, but it's still going to be different. It's going to be different. I know, I know my family, it's always a huge thing to get together at my grandparents' house at Thanksgiving. And my mom is one of five girls, so there's a lot of people, right? My dad's one of eight, so there's a lot of people, right? We believe in big families and lots of fun. And it's going to be different this year. We're, we're not going to do that. As we go into Christmas, a time where a lot of people get real lonely anyway, then there's going to be this over... It's different this year. And again, I guess I'm not, this is not about politics. It's about how, it, how the, the life in 2020 affects us. We're going to be, things are going to be different. And, and we've got to look through the, the scriptures. We've got to find words of encouragement We've got to find joy as a gift of the Holy Spirit just to get through all this mess. Right? We've, got to, we've got to hold on to those scriptures that says that God is not going to leave us or forsake us and that, that He's not going to forget us, that He sees us, that He knows us. We've got to hold on to the scripture that says that no plague is going to come near my house. And if for some reason it does, because we're all humans and we live in a fallen world, then I'm going to believe that God is my healer and that He's going to take me through it. We've got to hold on to all of these things and these promises, but most of all, we've got to hold on to the power of the Holy Spirit in us to bring to our remembrance the words that He's spoken, right? The constitution of the universe, the things that are written in His Word of God. The Holy Ghost is going to bring those things to our remembrance. And the Holy Spirit on top of that is going to give us gifts to get through this. When we see in the scripture the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we see in the, the scripture the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those things are incredible. Those, those are the fruits that, that pop out of us because we're living life in step with the Holy Ghost. And so this morning, guys, as we're closing down the series on treasure, let, let's treasure in us the fruits of the Holy Spirit especially joy, especially peace. I believe that we have an opportunity to walk in the power and the goodness of God. And not just for us, but so that what we have gets out of us. And this is what we've been talking about through this whole series, the treasures that God gives us. It's for our blessing, right? Because Jesus said He came to give us life and life to the full, right? That's part of it. But on a bigger scale, when we start talking about treasures, we go back to the same scriptures we looked at uh, since the beginning of this series from Matthew chapter number 6, 19 through 21. This is Jesus talking. He says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
Jesus is giving us gifts, these treasures, these things that are worth more than a chest full of gold. He's giving them to us. Today, we're talking about joy, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And these are gifts. These are fruits that just bubble out of us because of the God that lives inside of us. And he's giving them to us to give us life to the full so that we can build his kingdom. Again, guys, it's hard to minister out of lack. Right? It's hard to give away something you don't have. But if you are full of the Holy Ghost, if you are demonstrating the fruits of living a life white hot, on fire, and you're walking around in the fullness of joy, even in the midst of this crazy atmosphere, then suddenly we have something that we can give someone and we can build the kingdom. It kind of works like this, right? God gives us treasures for the earth, right? Our life here. Joy, that's a treasure he's given us. And with that treasure, we're going to build his kingdom. And that gives treasure over there in heaven, right? So we're, we're giving to get. We're getting to give. So guys, this morning, it's been a super fun series. You can catch up on, uh, on the podcast, Spotify, or the Apple podcast, or YouTube, or Facebook. You can look at all those things. We talked about incredible stuff. We're going to round it out today by talking about joy. Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse 10. You guys probably know this. At least the, the last part of that verse, I'm sure you know. It says this, Then he said to them, Go your way. This is, this is at the end. The, the context of Nehemiah is, is incredible, right? They, they've come back from captivity. Uh, they, they've already built the temple in Ezra and in Nehemiah. They finished the walls of Jerusalem so they can actually be a city again. And, and at, in chapter 8, the walls are finished. They've been consecrated and they're, they're just having this big party to celebrate. And, and, and Nehemiah says, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet." Right? Enjoy, right? This is like Thanksgiving all over again, right? Send portions for those who have nothing, for whom nothing is prepared, for, for this day is holy to the Lord. And do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you this, whether you're on the mountaintop or, or whether, you, whether you're facing a battle that is coming at you and it's coming quick, right? Whether you've got, whether your 401k is loving this or whether it's starting to really get real nervous, right? No matter what your bank account looks like, no matter what your job looks like, no matter what the health report is, I'm telling you this, if we can get this in our minds that the joy of the Lord is our strength, then we're going to hold on to that treasure. We're going to be strong and very courageous and we're going to have something to build the kingdom with from first peter chapter number three it says this sanctify the lord in your heart and always be ready to give a defense for everyone to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's inside of you with meekness and fear guys we're going to be so full of joy that when we're walking around with a smile on our face right, not that people can see it behind the mask they can see that you got happy eyes, right? When you're walking around and you've got joy radiating out of you, you're going to have an opportunity to say, man, let me tell you what God has done for me. People are going to ask you, what the Bible says. The Bible says people are going to ask you why you have this hope, why you have this joy, why that treasure is inside of you. And you're going to say, let me tell you what God has done for me. 
And then you're going to give a story. You're going to give your testimony. And then you're going to say something like, but the greatest thing he's done for me is he saved my soul. See, the, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then you're going to come in with the gospel and say that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you're, you're going to, I'm telling you guys, your radiation of the joy in this cold world is going to give you an opportunity to use the name of Jesus to talk about the cross, to talk about the blood, and to change eternities. The treasure that you have of that smile and the joy that radiates out of you is going to build the kingdom and put treasures in heaven and on earth. Okay, this whole time we've been talking about treasures. We've been talking about seeking things and sacrificing for things and guarding them, right? That's the three things we've been talking about this whole time. So we'll keep on for this last time. You've got to seek, you've got to sacrifice for, and you've got to secure your joy. You've got to seek joy. Right? So true joy just doesn't happen for everybody. Now some people, right, have a little spring in their step naturally. Right? It's, like, it's like the people that are just naturally great athletes or naturally great mathematicians or, or naturally great musicians. I hate those people. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but it's just like the people that things come naturally. Some, sometimes you get the people that are just naturally bubbly. And then for the rest of us, you got to study to pass the test, right? you got to practice your instrument, right? you got to practice. Same thing for joy. We need to pursue Joy. Now, this is a little bit different than happiness, right? Right. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That okay, you can pursue happiness, and that's fine, right? Most people uh, pursue it in a sinful way. That's not fine, right? There's nothing wrong with trying to be happy, but the catch here is, is that that happiness is fleeting. And, and and if going fishing makes you happy, then go fishing. Right? If going sailing makes you happy, then go sailing. Right? If riding your mountain bike, whatever it is, makes you happy, then that's fine. Do those things as long as, as, long as they're not sinful. Right? There's nothing wrong with being happy. But happiness is an emotion, and like all emotions, it's temporary. It's fleeting, and it's prone to change based on changing circumstances. And if one thing that 2020 has told us is that our circumstances change. You can seek happiness, and that's fine. But today I'm telling you, we've got to seek joy. Joy is different than happiness. It's an abiding assurance. Right? It's based on our identity. It's not based on our circumstances. Who you are doesn't change based on where you are. And it's the same thing with joy. Having joy doesn't change if situations change. It doesn't matter who's going to be in the White House. It doesn't matter how many people are outside protesting one way or the other. It doesn't matter what the stock market is doing up or down. It doesn't matter. You have an identity as a child of God. And wrapped up in that identity as a child of God is the idea that you can have joy based on your relationship with God. You're a child of God. You've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And because of that, you're bearing the fruit of joy. You know, that's one of the things about, uh, they call it fruit of the Holy Spirit for a good reason, right? Fruit just happens. If you take care of the tree, you're going to get the fruit, right? If you take care uh, of, of the, the apple tree, you're going to get apples. That just happens. It just pops out. It's a natural process based on the identity of the tree. And ladies and gentlemen, based on our identity as children of God, based on our identity as being full of the Holy Ghost, the, 
the fruit of joy just pops out. And so when we say to seek joy, it's not necessarily seeking the joy, it's seeking the source. Right? If, you, if you want to have a huge harvest of apples, you plant apple trees. If you want to have a huge harvest of joy, you plant the presence of God. And here's what the Bible says in Psalm chapter number 16. It says, I'll show you the path of life. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want joy, and I'm telling you guys, we've got to seek this. This is a treasure. You've got to seek it. But don't run after joy. Run after the presence of God. Because once you find yourself in his presence, it's just like, just like having an apple tree. We've got a couple of apple trees, and you know what? We have some apples, or we did before the deer ate them. Stupid deer. <laughs> right. If you want fruit, you plant the tree. If you want joy, you cultivate the presence of God in your life, right? It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We find a way to get in God's presence. And I'm telling you guys, I, I don't foresee us having to shut down the churches again. But if we did, you still can't become disconnected from God's presence. Right? I don't see us going back into that kind of lockdown. Maybe we will. But no matter what happens, we've got to find a way to be in God's presence. And on Tuesday morning, when the church isn't open, you've got to find a way to be in God's presence. We've got to seek God's presence because when we seek His presence, we seek joy. Every morning, we've got to start our time with, with prayer. We've got to start our time with reading God's Word, getting in His Word. That's where His presence is. We've got to find time to worship the Lord, whatever that looks like. Right? Maybe you're streaming the latest elevation. Maybe you find an old Carmen cassette tape. Right? Whatever it is that you do, find a way to be in the presence of God. Because when you cultivate His presence, you cultivate joy. And we've got to have joy if we're going to survive this season. We've got to have joy if we're going to make disciples in this season. To find joy, seek God's presence. Secondly, sacrifice for your treasure. Sacrifice for joy. Ladies and gentlemen, walking in joy is a choice. You get it, right? You, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it pops out of you when you're walking in God's presence. You receive that gift. You receive, you bear that fruit. That doesn't mean that you have to live in that, right? God gives you a choice on a lot of things, right? And we can choose to not live in joy. I would not advise that, <laughs> but you can. Or you can choose to live in joy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, so there's nothing wrong with being sad, right? That's an emotion. That's part of how God has created us. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve things. But it's not okay to choose to allow yourself to slide into depression. It's okay to be a little bit nervous about some of the things that are going to happen. That is human nature, Right? It's not okay to, to, to slip into fear of lack or fear of running out or burning out or that you're never going to have enough. It's not, it's not okay to slip into anxiety. It's okay. I'm, telling, I'm a realist, right? I understand what's happening in the world. I understand that, that things are going to get a little bit dicey. I understand those things. I'm a realist. 
But I also understand what the Scripture says. And I know that between my perspective and what God has already written, God is going to win every time. And so I'm going to choose that, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge the truth of what's happening, but I'm going to choose to walk in joy. And I'm going to choose not to allow depression or anxiety or fear to come over me. I'm going to choose to have joy that's contagious. I'm going to choose to make sure that I don't catch anyone's negativity. Joy is contagious, but so is negativity. You know what? I wish we could walk around in negativity masks, <laughs> not to breathe in somebody else's negative air. And the truth is, if we're going to continue to walk in joy, honestly, we may have to distance ourselves from some people that are going to not let you walk in joy. You've got to have non-Christian friends. If you don't, you're not going to win anybody, right? You've got to influence people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, people that, that keep spewing fear and anxiety, then love them, witness to them, but, but get far enough away so that you don't catch what they've got. Get them out of your inner circle. If you've got to sacrifice some relationships to make sure that you maintain joy, then please do that. Right? We don't have time to waste uh, on trying to drag a chain along. It's hard to swim with an anchor, right? Get rid of these, these kind of people because we've got to walk in joy so that we can build the kingdom of God, so that we can live our abundant life and build treasure in heaven. Sacrifice for some things, and sometimes that means, sometimes that means sacrificing the way that we process stuff. Sometimes it means sacrificing some relationships. Last but not least, I'm going to let you guys go early today because, you know what, time change, and I'm hungry. <laughs> Last but not least, we've got to guard our treasures, and we've got to guard joy. We've got to guard our joy. So not only do you sacrifice for it, meaning you've got, you got to cut some things off that could be painful to make sure that you keep it, but you've got to guard it. Here's the way you guard it. Second Corinthians chapter number 10. Four and five, you guys know this passage. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought, every thought, the things that are running through your brain, make sure that you are in control. Right? The Bible says that, uh, that, that you are in control of your own spirit, man. You're in control of your own spirit, man, by your brain and your thought processes. You can control how you live, and you can control if you live in joy or not. Guard your mind and make sure that every thought is taken captive. Right? Everything that flies through your brain, capture it, right? run it through the Word of God. And see if, if it has the right to still be there or not. Right? And I'm not talking about filtering reality, right? Reality, I'm talking about taking those thoughts and running them through the scriptures. Right? Running them through your relationship with Christ. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost. And if it burns it up, then let it go. Right? It's okay to understand facts. It's not okay to live in fear. And the filter of the Word of God, the filter of the presence of God, the power of the Holy Spirit will filter those two things out, right? And so you've got to guard your mind. You've got to guard against fear. You've got to guard against despair. You've got to guard what goes into your mind. 
I'm telling you guys, there's so much negativity out there. So many things are going to steal your joy. <laughs> the news, just don't watch it. <laughs> right? Social media, you may want to unsubscribe for a couple of weeks. Whatever is going to try to steal your joy, get rid of those things and guard it. And then when you feel yourself starting to, to sink into a little bit of depression, you know what, and this is human nature, and I don't understand why it is, but it, but it is. When you feel yourself starting to get sad, then you want to run to things that make you more sad. It's, it's true, right? Remember the, so when I was a kid, uh, like child of the 90s here, right? Remember the R.E.M. Uh, song, Everybody Hurts? It was horrible, right? And there was another song, Pearl Jam, Nothing Man. I used to listen to that all the time when I was sad and depressed. We lost a football game or a girl broke up with me, which happened a lot, and things like that. I would just play it, and I'm telling you, it would make you want to walk into traffic, <laughs> right? We cannot, whatever you feed yourself, right, is eventually what you're going to turn into, right? And if it's garbage in, it's garbage out. And, and for whatever reason, human nature is when, when we start getting sad, we want to feed it till it becomes depression. When we start getting anxious or nervous, we want to find people that are going to talk about how bad it's going to be, right? Yeah, oh gosh, well, this election, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know, civil war. And you find people that just feed the flame. Don't do that. Take every thought captive. And if that thought is being fed by someone else's conversations or by something you're listening to or something that you're watching, then cut those things off. And instead, find time to get in God's presence because in his presence, there's fullness of God joy. And if we can figure out how to have joy and model joy, then we're going to make disciples. Because what you've got with that smile in your face and that fire in your soul is what this world needs. That's what they're going to go after. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our treasure series. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We invite you to be part of our online community by subscribing to this podcast. Also, follow us on social media at The Ridge Assembly PH on Facebook and Instagram. If you live in the central Arkansas area, we certainly invite you to be part of our live community. You can join us Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at the Old Park Hill Elementary Building. That's at 3801 JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.